With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Tuesday night. It's just after 9 p.m. It is game week. I am so excited. Not just because it's game week, because once again, I get to spend time with my big brother, Rich. Rich, how's it going tonight? Hey, it is game week. And when you said game week, I don't know if you saw my reaction. My first reaction to that is to go all Ric Flair on everybody out there. It's game Woo, week. It's game week. I mean, just think how excited we were when it was game week for the Hall of Fame game. I know. I mean, and, and we're hyping and we're like, you should be excited for the Hall of Fame game. You're going to get to see Steelers players on the field. and They're going to get to show us what they can do and everything else. And, and you know, every week it's still exciting. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. The, the the last preseason game was a was not. And it wasn't because of the way the Steelers played, which was bad. But it was that you knew that they were, they were rising. They were, you know, the, the more starters were playing, they were playing longer. They get all the way up to that third game. And then it's just a big drop off. It's kind of difficult to be excited about that one, but man, these mean nothing, nothing compared to now. It is game week. I mean, is there anything else other than Rick Ring it on. Rick Flair? There's um, not really much else we can say. Woo. Yes, the, the Rick Flair woo, yeah. man. You just all right. It's yeah. game week. Gotta be excited. Okay. I know 
everyone's been saying it. I said it. I don't know for those of you out there listening in podcast land, if you listen to my breaking news uh, podcast from over the weekend, it, I, I couldn't break it right away. It took me a long time to be able to pull it together enough to try to do the breaking news podcast um, on the passing of Tunch Ilkin. I've never had to do this before. I, I had to have done it. I, I I had to pause in the middle of it. I had to pause and pick up. You, if you go back, you could probably listen to it and 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 even figure out where it was. I just it that that crushed me. Um, and it's it, in a bad way, but at the same time, it wasn't it wasn't just about being sad that Tunch was gone and what he meant to this organization. It was also being. <sighs> being so happy that we could talk about such an amazing man, but yet we have to do it now in the past tense. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure does. And yeah. you know, I, I know for you, it was probably like me. I mean, I mean, totally remember Tun Chilkin playing, you know, left tackle in the, in the eighties on a lot of really mediocre Steeler teams. Tunch was one of the better players Yeah, on a lot of those mediocre teams. And then when he went into broadcasting, just surprised the daylights out of me with how good he was. Oh, yeah. And, you know, um, was just fantastic. So then it was able to continue to live along, you know, and, and Tunch being a part of, you know, the Steeler family, go from player to the broadcast booth. And just the stories that you heard and the things like that. Honestly, Dave, I was reading all the, you know, things people were saying here and there on Twitter and I couldn't keep from crying just while reading those. So I don't know how yeah. you pulled off the podcast, but yeah, it was Tunch is going to be missed. Um, yeah. I'd like to say that everything that happened with him, all oh, too bad, this or that, you know what? Too bad for, for us. Um, Tunch never looked at it like he was, you know, like he was inflicted with something. He looked at it as just a, another stepping stone process part of his life. And yeah. we're going to miss him. It's going to be real hard for me to listen to, you know, it's been a little bit in the preseason, listen to the games yeah. you know, um, on I the radio. Listened, I listened to the last game on the radio because I didn't and want to listen great. to the Panthers and I, announcement. And I look and I love Wolf. Yeah. yeah. But he, it's just yeah. I'll look, I'll, I'll put, never put forget. This, yeah, this way, Dave, you don't remember, but I do. Okay, I remember when it was Jack Fleming and Myron Cope. No, nah, yeah, that's too far before me. Too too far before you. But I remember Jack Fleming calling games, and then I remember when it switched to to Cope and Hillgrove, and I missed Jack Fleming. Yeah, and then when we lost Myron Cope. I miss Myron Cope, mm -hmm. and that's how I'm going to feel. Listen to games now. Yeah. I'm going to miss Tunchelkin on the radio. Yeah, uh, we we had coverage at behindthesteelcurtain.com. Um, Jeff Hartman did a great letter from the editor that was that was out on Sunday, I do believe. Um, that you know talks about it. He had talked about it before about losing his best friend to ALS. Um, if you you could just Google. You know, if because it's 
much further down with all the news and everything going on. If you just Google it, you can find find that um, if you really want to check that out. It was it was really, really touching. But I just wanted to give you a chance to say something about Tunch. I I did the break news podcast. I don't want to, you know, we have a lot going on here, but I just wanted to give you that opportunity. So thank you so much uh, for, for sharing that, uh, Rich. I I mean, this is this is the family show. This is the brothers doing the podcast. So, um, when you when you lose a member of the Steelers family, um, it it affects us all. So, um, with that, let's but, let's get to the Steelers. But, you know, I yeah. can't say this in true Tunchelkin fashion. Mm-hmm. What would he want from us doing a Steelers podcast with the first game of the season coming up this Sunday? Mm-hmm. He'd want us to, to sure we can take a minute, pay our tribute yeah. to him, but he would say, "Get on with Steeler yeah. football." Let's talk about this offensive line, is what he's going to say, which we're going to get yeah. to here real soon. But um, uh, just a few things to lot man Labor Day. I I was complaining. I'm like, I think this holiday is named after wanting me to have to labor so much for Steelers news because um, if, for those of you that haven't listened to to Let's Ride. Jeff Hartman is actually getting some time at the beach this week. He's still um, contributing, doing his podcasts and everything else, but I'm I'm basically handling all the all the breaking news unless Jeff happens to be around this week. And my goodness, Monday was crazy. I thought I thought okay, we got some new Jersey numbers. That's going to be good enough. No, that was just the beginning. We got Jersey numbers. We got. TJ Watt not changing how he was practicing on Monday. Monday was the day I thought was a maybe because it really wasn't getting into week prep, but it it but it was the week of the game, if you know what I mean. So that one was a maybe for me. I was I wouldn't have been surprised either way with that one. Um and we'll and we'll of course get into into TJ Watt here a little bit more. But then we just then we had um Depth chart. We had. I can't even remember. There was just so much, so much new. Oh, captains. The Steelers chose their captains, and yep. just and, and all that. But the the cool thing about the depth chart, and I'm glad they came out on Monday because today we get to talk about now how Coach Tomlin had his first Tomlin Tuesday, his press conference leading up to the game, where he where he talks about how the team that they're playing is the best team ever to put on a uniform for a while, and then goes on and talks about stuff with the Steelers, but. He had to answer some stuff about the depth chart, was which was interesting, and we're going to get into some of those things as the topic of the show rolls around. But just just to get into what Coach Tomlin talked about today, man, oh man, he was asked about a lot of players, but he was asked more questions about TJ Watt than what he was asked total number of different players. I, I think it, it seemed like, but it was de- deservedly. So. I'm shocked he didn't bring it up. In, in his opening statement. So, but it was so funny because he he answered everything about as much as he could. And a couple people just kept circling back and trying to ask stuff. And there's like, I've he's basically, I've said everything I can say about it, you know. But did you get to either check anything on the website or hear the hear the press conference? I know you had a crazy no, day. because today between having to hustle back into work and we had new student orientation going on today and I had to duck out early because Kyle had a golf match and Kyle yeah, golf no, match. Yeah. Did not get to listen in. So yeah. So bottom line was when it comes to TJ Watt, coach Coach Tomlin says he's confident they'll get a deal done. But his thing is is he fully expects TJ Watt to be a full participant, like the other 52 members on the active roster 
tomorrow, Wednesday for practice. Um, nobody that's on the active roster, they're expected to not be available for practice. And that included TJ Watt. They kept asking more things. You're going to have to limit his snaps. Is he going to have to hit this week? All this other stuff. And bottom line is coach Tom's like TJ Watt's the man. If, if he comes back and practices this week, he's going to be ready for Sunday and they'll make those other calls as they come. So that's the TJ Watt story. There was some, something else interesting on Twitter. I'm going to ask you about this. Jerry Dulock of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, who some people still want to criticize because he said, Watt was going to sign after the last preseason game. You know what? It's Right now, it's still after the fourth preseason game. That's one. People just took it to mean immediately. He didn't say immediately, you know. And also, he didn't say it was from an inside source. He was giving his opinion. You and I talked about this on here before. We did. We talked about that on this show. So, But one thing that the the Duloc brought up is he's like if Steelers were negotiating with somebody during training camp, they finished off deals once the season started, but it hasn't been, been it hasn't been since 1995. <laughs> been been it's been a long time. So it's, I guess what he's saying is it's not impossible, but that's just kind of how things are going. Um, bottom line is I, they're going to work things out the way I look at it, uh, one way or the other, the most important thing is if, is getting TJ Watt on the field for 2021, having him be happy with the Steelers, the Steelers happy with him. I just want, I just want everyone to get along. How about you? You just want everyone to get along? Huh? Oh, whatever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. I can't talk a whole lot because it's like, uh, I'm, believe it or not, tired of, everything in the even our slack channel it's like everybody's so divided on everything with it's like just stop worrying about things you have no control over and just wait and things will happen and then you'll know and 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 the everything that's reported is exactly what we thought it's exactly what the Steelers have had problems with in the contract and contracts recently is the amount of guaranteed money beyond the first year the Steelers don't want to guarantee money beyond the first year but you know what up until March the Steelers have never used void years in a contract so the bottom line is the Steelers just have to realize, you know, you do things a certain way until you have to change because everything else is changing. I'm yep. not saying they're going to, but I'm just saying, even if it's not with TJ Watt, they're going to have they've to change be thinking about it. They've got to do it eventually. The question is, is it now? Is it later? All these other things. I'm going to leave that up to them. Let's talk some more football. Let's so, so we're, we're ready to go. Mike Tomlin, we're, we're going to come back to some of the stuff he said when we get into the, the topic of the show tonight. Okay. And the top, and I mean, I, so many people are divided about TJ Watt. Do you want to know the truth? There is a good chance that in one or maybe two weeks from now, this is going to be the last thing on our mind. Yep. You know, this is a really big deal right now, but it's going to this be the last it. thing on our mind this before you know it. It's what's out there to talk about. We're not playing yet. Yeah. yeah we haven't played a game in almost two weeks and, yeah, we're getting ready to play our first regular season game, and we need stuff to talk about. And this is yeah. what's out there. Oh, this that's okay, there. great. But really, I don't feel like talking about it. I'd rather yeah. talk about the yeah. game. And honestly, I have no problem with TJ Watt not playing in the preseason. You know how many times he's been injured during the pre? I mean, last year they didn't have preseason, but you know how he's missed time. The year before, he missed the majority of the preseason due to injury. I'd rather him just be, you know. 
Don't get injured. Be ready for week one. Okay. I'm fine with that. If, and if he, imagine this, if he signs, I don't know, let's make up a number. Let's say he signs a five-year deal every year from now on, he's going to be under contract and in training camp and practicing and preseason games and things like that. This is just one chance to not have to do it. You might as well just, you know, I, I really don't blame. Him. I really don't blame. Him. That's just what I'm saying. No. You know, I really don't. So what we're talking about tonight is this, and that, and that is, can the Steelers bring it all together for week one? There's a lot going on with this team. There's a lot of improvements, a lot of question marks, a lot of things that the, you know, even sometimes it seems like the team doesn't know about what we as fans don't know about. And we don't know if they, if they're going to have it all worked out or how long it's going to take to work it out. The question is, I don't know. Let's answer the overall question right away. I don't know if they can bring it all together for week one. The question is, can they bring it all together enough for week one? Is that really the ultimate question, Rich? Correct. Yes. The, yeah. the ultimate question is the things, can they bring things together enough in week one so that they can have a chance to win a football game? Exactly. Exactly. And not only that, now, this, this is one of their most difficult games on the schedule. It, <laughs> it really is. It really so, is. The answer to that question, you can look at it two ways. Okay. I love it. Where um, I know, you know, at least he's been out there on the Slack channel because he just put something out a minute ago. Was Brian Anthony Davis? He would be saying, Oh, that's a typical Dave answer. Um, and the, the easy way to say the answer to that question is why, yes, I think they could pull it enough together to win this game on Sunday. The question will just be, Will, will they? they? Pull it together yeah. enough. Yeah. This weekend the, the, pull off this game against the Bills. I have no doubt in my mind. Seriously. Listen, now let me I'm gonna give you a, a classic Dave answer. You guys don't understand. You've got You're more classic more, than that. The more they talk about Dave answers, the more I feel I'm required to give them, even if I don't want to. Okay. So it, it, it's you all have made it a thing. So now it's a thing. All right. So if you complain about it, then you shouldn't have made it a thing. I have all the confidence in the world that the Steelers can win this game. I just don't know that they will. Right. You know, that is really what it is. They have the tools and the, and the potential, the word that Jeff Hartman hates, they have the potential to be absolutely fantastic. The question is, are they ready for that potential? Let's dive into a few of the specifics. Let's, let's start. We'll start with offense. Sure, Let's start with not? offense. Let's start with offense. Okay. There are some things that we really aren't sure how much they're going to bring it together. Okay. Let's start with I'm going to leave the obvious one for the second thing. I'm going to start with a with 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 the talking point since oh, I don't know, maybe March. Okay. New offensive coordinator. Yes. Different offense. Yes. I just heard recently, I'll tell you this. Um, we have a we have a pretty interesting interview that will be coming out this week on our audio only um, podcast platform. Make sure you pay attention for that because I'm someone producing. I got to I got to hear something in there, but w- this is something I heard and I heard from other places is that the Steelers with this new offense, what's the same about it is some of the terminology, so they didn't have to change everything and make it all new for everybody right off the bat. They're using some of the same terminology under Matt Canada. But 
there's really a whole lot more to it. There really is. And the question is, with the Steelers not wanting to show too much in preseason, are they ready to hit the ground running with his offense? What do you think? Yes. Okay. I think they are. Um, do you think it's a big question? It is a big question, but I think they are ready to. Um, I think if they really would have felt they weren't ready to, you'd have seen a few more wrinkles being tried out in some of the preseason. Yeah. So, I mean. Just for some more live action for it. You'd have seen a few more things. I think they've been working hard on it. I think, I think they're ready. Will we see it all? Probably not. No. Yeah, we won't, you know, you're not going to see the whole playbook in this game. I think Whatever that's what happened last year. You got everything out of the playbook by halfway through the season, and you had seen it all. There was right. everything was laid out on the table. <laughs> and and then defenses figured out what to do. And there didn't seem like there was I mean, where I'm being you know, I'm taking it to an extreme. It wasn't really yes. that bad, but it, we're just kind of if you understand what I'm saying. Um my thing is when it comes comes to this, if the Steelers, let's say they're going going to put in different formations and different motions and things like that that they didn't want to show in the preseason. Could it lead to illegal formations, false starts, and delay of games? That's the question for me. Is you know, they kind of kept it a pretty vanilla, I think, in, in the in the preseason. So can they can they spice it up a little bit? without those three types of penalties. Is that, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So, I mean, I think that's ultimately what they need to do to bring it together. They need to be able to, to do that and be effective in there, you know, and, and even without the penalties. Communication, okay? Communication is key. Now you got a new offense, you run some different things. As Ben's got to still be on the same page as his receivers and vice versa, right? Right. So these are things that I think over time by, you know, maybe midseason or two thirds of the way through or something that the Steelers are going to be running on all cylinders. But the question, will they be running on enough cylinders to make a difference in week one? Correct. It's not going to be all cylinders on no. week one. So like you said, is it enough cylinders to power us to a win? And that, that's, that's what, that's all. That's really all I care about. I don't I mean, care if it's on all cylinders. Yeah. I just want it on enough cylinders that we can get to W. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's kind of why I brought this one up first, because I think this might be one of the biggest keys to, to a week one victory. Is are the Steelers is the Steelers offense going to look so different that the Bills aren't going to know what hit them? I'm not saying it is. No. But is that a possibility? Could, uh, uh, yeah, that that could happen. Like, yeah, that could give us a real shot at at you know walking out of Buffalo with the W if that happens. And that is why when you do some of these fantasy football things, or even survivor football, like we were doing it behind the steel curtain, in order to win a signed Joe Hayden football. 
that that makes week one really tough because pretty much almost any team can beat anybody else week one because you really don't know what to expect based on their changes, which I'm reminding you that Survivor League, BTSC, it's there. It's on the website. We are in our fourth league right now. We're over halfway full, our fourth league. So that means we've got over 350 people in there and ready to go. If you're not, if you're not there, make sure you get to the website and check out that article. It's in the, it's in the top six right now. Cause we keep refreshing it to keep it up there um, for, for people to be able to, to, to enter this contest. Well, I thought it was in the top six. It's not, it's in the top. It's number seven. <laughs> I was close. So um, just had to throw that in there now. Anything yeah. else you want to say about the offensive game plan? No, no, there'll be a mm-hmm. game plan there. And really that's just going to come down to execution. If, if, Game plan execution is there um, for the offense. I think it really gives – potentially gives the Steelers a really good shot in this game. That's the question mark, though, is how how good is the execution going to be? Exactly. Exactly. And part of that execution – let's get to the really big one on the offense – is going to come down to this young, not worked a whole bunch together – Offensive line, the offensive line. Now, with the depth chart coming out Monday, we know what the what the expected starting line is. I say expected because you never know. The Steelers still have three days of practice. You you know you don't want to you know something. There could be a problem. You you know you don't want to you know injury things like this. Something could change. But this is as we stand right now. Your starting offensive line for this week. Goes right tackle Chooks a core four, right guard Trey Turner, center Kendrick Green, left guard Kevin Dotson, left tackle Dan Moore Jr. You've got two rookies starting on the offensive line. Then you've got a guard who who started four games last year in his second year. Then you've got yeah you've got a five time Pro Bowler at at right guard, but he had a real rough year last year. And it's his first year with the team, and then you've got the guy that didn't win the right tackle job last year, got thrust into it due to injury, and they thought they could move him to left tackle to do better. But the way it's all worked out, he needs to go back to right tackle. I will say real quick, moving Chooks back to right tackle is more about Dan Moore Jr. than it is Chooks score for. I'll tell you that right now. because Although, although Chooks has not looked great at left tackle. No, he has not. No, he has not. But I'll also tell you this. Chooks at <laughs> left tackle versus right tackle, he hasn't looked fantastic either one. Yeah. Dan Moore looked great at left tackle and not good at not all at right so tackle. Yep. So, so pick which one actually has the word great with it, and we'll go with that one. Now we'll see how he does against you know top-notch competition. But uh Coach Tomlin actually said something very interesting today. I'm gonna see if I can find it to quote it exactly about Dan Moore Jr. Before I do that, why don't you anything you want to say specifically about this offensive line? They're they're the biggest. Honestly, we're we're talking about yeah. stuff. They're one of the biggest question marks out there. Yeah, you know, and, and they're really one of the biggest question marks when it comes down to offensive execution. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that we were talked about. Do we get the delay of game penalties? Could be elsewhere, um, but but typically your false starts are going to be your line, and um, yeah, and just how are they going to mesh together and. Will they all make the right line calls and make the right blocks off of those calls? And yeah, 
There's, there's still a lot of question marks. No, absolutely. They because answer. they answered one, some this season, yeah. but there's there were so many question marks about the offensive line that they could not all be answered in the preseason. Still looking for yeah. some of those answers. And and like when it comes to pass protection, you're really only as strong as your weakest link. You know what I mean? Like yep. uh if you got a bucket full of water, it doesn't matter if the whole bucket is strong the whole way around. If you've got a weak spot on a seam, that's where the water's coming out. And it's the same kind of deal. I mean, you can try to, you know, put some extra protection where, where that weak spot is, both, you know, on the line and the whole bucket example. But that's just kind of how it works. Now, I, I, I want to read this quote from Coach Tomlin. It was about Dan Moore Jr. Um, he was asked about his development, especially on the left side, since training camp open. Um, and Coach Tomlin said he developed a lot, but I'd be remiss if I didn't say that he probably came in with more than we anticipated. He's gotten better throughout the course of this, but I think his floor was higher than anticipated, at least from my perspective. That's interesting. So what, what they're saying is they didn't expect Dan Moore to start where he was starting. So yep. which, the thing which is, in some ways tells you they got a they got a bit of a, mm-hmm. a, a steal in the draft because to be able to draft a guy at a certain position and realize he's better than you thought he was when you draft mm-hmm. him at him at that position. Good pick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, now, and but, you yeah. gotta get out there on the field and prove it. But right now they got to be thinking, wow, we were we were lucky to get this guy where we did. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at what the Steelers are putting out there from on from center and the left side. Third round rookie, fourth round second year, fourth round rookie. You're like, whoa, that could be um a big area of concern. But the other thing you got to remember is you're also probably looking is that it's only going to get stronger over time. And and this is another one of those things. Is it going to be good enough for week one as it continues to get better throughout the regular season? Does right. that make sense? Sure does. So you, you would expect some of these guys that they're that the play will continue to get better and they will continue to gel as a unit the more they play. Yeah. That's are they good enough now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 that's the thing. Um, Coach Tomlin talks about this all the time. Every season, he's like, you know, we're we've just got to get better. You know, they always talk about oh, we got to be better. Ben Roethlisberger always saying we got to be better, better, better. Bottom line is, you're one. He's like, you're constantly improving. You're just hoping to win along the way, and that's what the Steelers are hoping to do. It's going to be a tough task in Buffalo. Anything else you want to cover about the offense before we head on? Um, into the break and and into the or or if it's a big topic, we could hit it coming out of the break. Oh yes, one thing because we have a super chat. Well, yeah, no, that I mean, oh. I said about the offense. No, I just hit the okay. super chat. Okay, okay, okay. the super chat. We we already talked about this, but we'll bring it up a again. little bit. Okay, uh, this is from Oz. Throws five dollars in the in the tip jar. It says, "Do you think the Steelers' old school way of doing contracts will lose us?" TJ, I'm at the point now where I bet they end up just tagging him. This is a lot of talk and a lot of speculation. And yes, the, um, the, the franchise tag comes into things, but if you didn't catch it, Jeffrey Benedict's um, on the cutting room floor, audio only podcast, which comes out Tuesdays today at noon, which I already listened to. He talked about this and he's like, 
this isn't really what the Steelers want to do. If they, the Steelers never just tag someone to expect them to play under the tag. When they tag them, it is expected in order to use it to sign them. Yep. That's next year. That's that's right. if they don't get it worked out between now, you know, after the season, they even have up to March before they have to have to do things like that. Uh, I am not. I'm still even to a point now. It's funny because with the whole report we talked about with Jared Dulock. I'm going to point out where the Steelers are just like, well, maybe we don't have as hard a deadline as we say. So, but we said, we said about the guaranteed money beyond year one, right? We already mentioned that. We did. That eventually the Steelers are going to have to get away from that because it's just. Because it's not how business is being done in today's NFL. Not, yes. Not business, not how business, it's just how contracts work. It's just how they're going to get there. Just like when they were put in a big crunch with the salary cap this year, they started using void years, which they had never done before. They, they, you only never do it until you do. But once you do, you've got to be ready to keep doing it, right? That's the problem. Right. I just yes. don't know if they're ready yet. They're probably trying to hold off for as long as they can. But uh, but we'll see how that goes. Rich, we're going to go ahead and roll into our break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some more about if the Steelers can get things together enough for for week one in order to to be successful and then of course you know we got to get into our big question at the end so if you're with us on the audio side go ahead and click on over to part two if you're with us here on youtube or facebook live give us a few seconds and we'll be right back Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.